0: the the development of local, all aspects of local government um, from 1959 onwards. Um, Right. So I won't have all the facts and figures ready to hand, (laughs) but I can always send you them. Uh, And also, if it's useful to you, I could send you uh, the relevant chapters of my PhD, which might have some things in there
1: that interest you. Oh yeah, that, that that would be great. Um cuz I I know I, some of my questions do You're uh, breaking up. Oh, sorry. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were you were breaking up just now, so let's start that sentence again. Okay. Um yeah, cuz I thought um, that's great because I thought a lot of my questions might demand a lot of details. Uh, obviously, I don't expect you um, to have all of them on hand, but if there's anything you can refer me to, I would uh, gladly take them. Uh, any, any of your, your, the chapters of your PhD or, um, of yeah. course, any resources that you might have that I wouldn't yeah, otherwise okay. be able to find. Yeah.
0: I wanted to let you know, you know, what my, what my, back, my, what my, um, background is, um, the first time I went to Cuba was 1978, so I've been to and fro for quite a long time.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's great. So, so do you want to ask me the
0: first question? Yes, I yes, so, you want to ask me the questions?
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'll start, uh, I'll, be, I'll pretty much be reading them out as you've already seen them. Yeah. So, firstly, I I thought it was uh, very useful to contextualize what we mean, or what I I mean by political participation and participatory democracy and what it means for the Cuban Revolution and Cuban politics. So, what does political participation and participatory democracy mean to the Cuban people and to the Cuban Revolution?
0: Okay, well, when I... um when I started first, first started thinking about this, I realised that it was quite difficult in terms of what um, uh, what terms to use because even they're all, they're all um, contested. So the word democracy is contested. Um, the word participation is contested. Right. And so I decided when I when I did the research when I wrote the research up that I would. Um, avoid the pitfalls of trying to um, uh, uh, sort of give a definition of democracy because that would have taken up probably half the PhD anyway. Um, So um, I kind of looked at it in its own terms. Um, And what I found was that right from the very beginning, in fact, a bit before the beginning, um, the leadership had a very clear idea that it wanted to... Involve the, let's say, the all man and woman in the governing of, of their revolution. Prior to the revolution, when in the sort of territories that it had um, sort of liberated, for or a better word, um, during during the insurrection in nineteen during nineteen fifty eight, right. they actually set up forms of local government in that at that time. So it sort of shows you how far back it goes. Yeah, um, and. The the idea was that um, the centralization was was very necessary for quite a long period after the revolution. Right, yeah. Although it tried, so in terms of decision making, in terms of uh, decision making. But local participation was about, um, in the early days, getting people actually physically involved. I mean, they had so few resources and even intellectual resources, lots of people had left the country as yeah. professionals and so on. And so they had to roll their sleeves up and, and kind of pull themselves up, this is two synonyms in one go, and pull themselves, pull themselves up by their own bootstraps yeah. very early on. So very early on, that, that was what it was. Uh, and if we just roll forward to now, since I finished in, in writing my doctorate in 2017, mm-hmm. The new constitution has put um, uh, local government at the core of its local development program, and therefore local development sounds... Um, it may some people not sound very important, but of course it, it's extremely important because they're devolving powers and decisions down to municipal... Um, I think another thing that's really important is that because of the, the, the context in which uh, the Cuban Revolution took place um, and the response of the United States to it, it shaped what they were and were able to do. Right. Uh, as as it, it's the same for any country. You know, you, you you are embedded in a world in which, which affects you. And yeah. so you can't just... Um, <laughs> it's a lot of your making, as I think Marx said. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. to deal. With, they, that, that was what they had to deal with. Um, so I don't think I've. What does it mean to the Cuban people? It means, I think, above all else, that participation uh, creates unity mm-hmm. and understanding about the problems they face. I mean, that 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 is an extremely important aspect of their view of participation. Okay, at unity, so people have a sense of ownership of the revolution, the sense that they're part of it. It's not done to them. I think that's for them what political participation, result of political participation. Um, and democracy, well, um, this is the most thorny of all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... Um, there's a famous little story that um, not too long after the revolution, in the early '60s, um, Fidel Castro had said during the insurrection that he would actually implement the 1940 Constitution, which was never implemented properly. We don't they passed the Constitution, but they didn't legislate to actually make it happen. Right. Um, and he said he would do that, and that meant um, having an election and it, it, apparently this he was in the well apparently he was in the um revolution square with you know which was full of full of people yeah. and asked them if they wanted to have an election and they said no <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. um,
0: and of course the, the history the history of, of of um liberal democracy if that's the word we want to use party democracy and voting for parties right, in yeah. Cuba was, you know, it was a terrible, terrible experience. So yeah. it's no surprise I didn't want to go back to that. So, um, yeah, and then d- during that period as well, you know, the, the organisation of the July Twenty Six movement, the, uh, uh, um, the, the old Communist Party, yeah, the Communist Party that pre-existed, um, and... The, uh, the students' directorate, who also organise. they, and even the, um, the, there's oh, a historical context there as well. So for them, democracy sorry. looks and feels and sounds Hello? very different.
1: Um, so can you hear me yeah yeah you you uh, you broke up for a bit um, okay right after you talk I was about that... um, the uh, the revolutionary square Oh, right.
0: okay um, so during the early 60s there were uh, the Communist Party didn't didn't um, of Cuba didn't start until 65
1: yeah yeah right
0: and uh, so that period which, a single party wasn't um, easy and but also what they had what they had was Jose Martiz uh, spoke about a single revolutionary party so they had something else you know in their historical context which which spoke about a single party so from their perspective the whole idea of democracy is is for those two reasons that what happened before the revolution with multi-party democracy and Jose Marti's it's that there should be a single revolutionary party—all these played into their notion of democracy.
1: Right. Right. I remember. Does that help at all? Yeah, it helps. It helps a lot to uh, to know the the role of their you know their history, because I think it's um, it's very useful to uh, when I want to talk about. Um, how can i compare the like the political history in in quebec and in other western uh, like we'll say liberal uh democracies uh, and as it's well easy yeah <laughs> and, and i it's not easy i i think i'm dedicating a lot of time to defining these so i can proceed with comparing them um yes yeah and-
0: i, I have- I kind of avoided it by because I was writing a history of, of,
1: of right. you know, um, local government. It wasn't central, but I, I was very
0: aware that I, I that was a minefield. Which, of course, you know, I thought about all the time about comparing to to, to my experience in the UK and their experience. Of course, I did, but uh, but writing about it is so difficult because, yeah. of, as I say, the words are contended in the first place.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm I will try my best to uh give my own definition. I, I will have sort of uh some biases to just help make it easier and to have one definition that I'm gonna go through with uh for the podcast, just so I don't go on for hours and hours. Um as you said, it might take half the half the PhD if uh you were to do the same thing. But um also when it comes to the political participation, when I I remember when I did in when I did the interview last week with uh, the Cuban sociologist Marta Nunez Sarmiento. Yes. Yeah, she um talked about political participation as a potential uh that can have put political participation can have potential um uh, fascist aspects where, you know, uh, politi- uh, fascism has a the capacity to mobilize a lot of people for mobilize. yeah to mobilize a lot of mm-hmm. people for these causes and for uh for uh you know fascist causes and so i think i need to be careful with that as well and clearly define um what i'm going to be uh what i'm how i'm going to go through with uh with these these definitions yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean the, the, the mobilisation in the early years anyway was, was was very practical. You know, they were they yeah. were actually building roads and building schools and you know hospitals and that kind of thing. So um, as opposed to um, flag waving or cheering at, at, at certain public events, if you see what I mean, there was there was all of that other stuff going on. Yeah, hands on you know, engagement, and you know, and and in doing that sort of learning about their own country. I mean, we yeah, about, yeah. the, um, about the literacy campaign, which was one of the things they had to do because there was so much um, illiteracy. I mean, mm-hmm. people who were middle class and lived in Havana, and which was a, 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 a very advanced and quite affluent in, in, in some ways, Havana, they went out to the rural Havana and, you know, Saw things about their country. They had yeah. no idea yeah. about. That. So there was all that aspect to it as well. Yeah, I. I, I know this is, I know I'm talking about way back then, but it's just the sort of groundwork, really.
1: Yeah, it's. It's. I think it's. I think it is important to look through their history. I mean, I'm. I'm reading. I'm reading. Uh, more personally, not necessarily for research uh, for my project, but it does help a lot. I'm reading the uh, uh, biography of Che Guevara's life. And uh, yeah. in the early days of the revolution, they talk a lot about this hands-on approach of uh, literacy yeah. programs, building industries, building hospitals, all of these. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think this was uh, very good for this question. I think we, we can move on. We're already ab- uh, like about it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I have 15 yeah. minutes, and I want to try and get through all the questions. Um, so yep. in uh, Helen Yaffe's... So going on to the People's
0: Councils?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, in, uh, in Helen Yaffe's book, the, uh, the professor that uh, referred me to you, um, yep. uh, her book, uh, We Are Cuba, How a Revolutionary People Survived in a Post-Soviet World, uh, she argues that People's Councils, mass organizations, and political participation, uh, a lot of the municipal politics um uh they played a role they played a crucial role during this special period and throughout the 21st century uh in helping uh the cuban revolutions not only survive but also develop uh now what is the makeup of these people's councils and mass organizations what role do they fulfill in the current transition towards a more decentralized cuban democracy as uh, Raúl castro uh castro uh described, he wanted.
0: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I would agree with her about the um, crucial role it played during a special period. That's the same conclusion that I came to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people's councils are the bit of the government which is closest to the ground, if you know what I mean.
1: Right. The
0: municipal councils are different from the popular councils.
1: Mm-hmm. So the municipal councils... Um, each, there are 167 of them, yeah. and
0: each of, each province is divided, you probably know that, into municipalities. Yes. And people vote for, they nominate and vote for the candidates in
1: contested elections. Right, based on their, uh, based on their resume.
0: Individuality,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah okay.
0: Yeah. Um, and the popular councils, um, each municipality is divided again, into areas of popular councils right? and the, the, the municipal delegates who represent that area, there might be two, three, four of them, it depends on where it is and what have you, the population density, mm-hmm. um, in that popular council area are on the popular council so they serve on the municipal council and they serve on the popular council right. or people's council as she's called and they serve alongside the mass organizations which right. as you know they're the the women's the yeah. uh, trade unions that yeah. yeah um and they also on the popular councils have uh, they can pull in other expertise that they need um, for for periods so for example if they think they have a, period, a, a problem with, um, I don't know, let's say adolescents who are neither in college or, nor working, they might uh, bring in people who can um, su- advise them and support them, professionals, you know, to, to make a plan, to uh, look at the situation and to uh, try and resolve it, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make things better. Um, so they they don't they make decisions locally but they don't make policy the municipal assembly can make policy and mm-hmm. then within the popular councils you know make decisions and make things happen within that within the, the policy that the municipal governments made right, right and of course the municipal municipal government um, has its own budget right um, so, so that's how that works and uh, something else occurs that was quite important, and it's just yeah. Now the, the municipal, uh, the, the popular councils were introduced into the 1992 constitution. That's when they were introduced. But in fact, like all things in Cuba,
1: you can trace them back. So it, it, yeah. there's
0: never anything that happens in Cuba all of a sudden. Never.
1: Right. There's
0: always a history. There's always lots of debate. There's always lots of discussion. Yeah. Um, and so. That, that's what happened. That, that's how the popular councils came about. It was over a period, um, because sometimes, especially in rural areas, you know, you're a, a, a municipal delegate and your, your your municipal headquarters were miles away. It might not have been easy to get there. It definitely yeah. wasn't easy to get there during a special period. Yeah. Um, and they they were kind of a bit like sort of lone representatives, whereas in the councils they can act in a concerted way for their own area. Hmm. Um, so that's the popular councils um so it's a it's a group of actors local actors who are who are concerned with a, a pretty small area right um, was that helpful or did you want to know more
1: about uh that? that was extremely helpful it was very detailed on uh how it works on the on a ground level it was something that uh Uh, hello. 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 Yes. I just some beeping. I just want... Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was can you re- reconnecting. Yes. Hello. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. Okay. Uh. Yeah. That was. That was. That was very good. Uh, uh, hello. Hello. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. That was very good. I. Um. Uh. I haven't really had the chance to. Uh. Hear about these details or read about these. It's very hard to find. Uh. The resources for this. So uh, that was very. Good. Uh, detailed. Thank you. Um, now for, uh, another part of my question was, uh, um, uh, I think Raul Castro talked about how he wanted to decentralize a highly centralized system. Yes. As you said before, it's all, it started out, uh, necessarily a, uh, centralized system. Uh, Have these uh, people's councils and municipal politics taken a larger role recently uh, in Cuba? Have you observed this recently? Um, Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Definitely. Um, municipal councils in particular are going through huge changes. Um, one of the things is because it has been centralised for such a long time, there's uh, a capacity need for building capacity. Um, and the have you heard of the municipal university centres?
1: I um, have not. No.
0: Every mu- Uh, this is is really important in all of this every municipality has a municipal university centre and they're supported by the provincial university because every every province has got a main university and often others, you know, medical ones or agricultural ones or pedagogic ones Mm -hmm. Um, but the main principal university um, supports in every single municipality a municipal university centre Right. Um, and the the municipal university centres have a role in this decentralisation um, program of building the capacity of local actors. You know, helping them to do project plans, uh, training them in in budgeting, um, mm-hmm. and and even um, it's scientifically. So innovations that might come forward or ideas that might come forward, there'll be specialists there in order that they can support them in, in the projects that they're doing locally. Um, right. So there's the capacity building in terms of administration and there's capacity building in terms of supporting um, you know, practical, practical projects that need to be done. So they have a really important role. Um, and the municipality itself have a has a very important role and a huge amount of capacity building training, all sorts of things are going on in order mm-hmm. to transform the way in which municipalities function.
1: right. Uh, was this a uh, all of this this new this process of uh, uh, municipal university centers and uh, mm-hmm. like the development of these municipal politics was this, something that was uh brought forth by uh the for example the communist party or uh from the centralized system like was it something dictated
0: although what what, yes it was a centralized decision that they would do these things however what i found is that um the ideas well people tend to organize themselves in a particularly since the nineties, uh, in the nineties onwards, uh, in a in a kind of self organisatory way. You know, they they used to participating on the ground and they, they solve problems and change things. And the People's Council is a good example of that because yeah. they started doing that before they were even there. And and the the, the party tends to take into account what's happening and what people are doing and it evolves in that way. Right. Yeah. You know, eventually, it's put into law. It's kind of firmed up. How can we do this? What's the best practice? What's working here? What pilot schemes they do all the time as well. If mm-hmm. they want to do so, they'll pilot it somewhere and then roll it out. They've done that. They've done that throughout their history. Right. So although it is definitely, you know, this is the constitution now. This is how we're structured. This is what your responsibilities are. Mm-hmm. These things evolve over time. And it's the same for what's happening now. And they um, they learn a lot from what goes on the ground. They've got their ear to the ground. They conduct surveys all the time. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. <laughs> so that's that, that's that's an aspect that you don't hear a lot about. There's yeah. Quite a lot about that in my thesis too. But you haven't got time to read that before the 17th, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think I, I will. But I, I, I already have plenty from from just this interview. Um. But if you if you do have a uh, um, a link or a file to the thesis, I would love to consult it at least. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you can look at it whenever, can't you?
1: There, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where would I be able to find it? You're breaking up. Oh, hello. 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 Can you hear
0: me? Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yes. You, okay. You can hear me
1: yes sorry sorry the, the reception is not good and it's uh uh and we're also not very close so
0: yes of course
1: yeah um so tell me again if i if i ever start breaking up we'll, we'll... yeah i will too. okay i don't uh, think we missed anything i'll send you i'll send you the, the thing yeah okay awesome um i think uh talking about how constantly developing and uh um the the, the constant ear to the ground as you said that um the that cuban politics uh function in this way that cuban politics functions i think it transitions well to the next question um you mentioned surveys that they conduct uh and i found that uh one of the many ways that cuban democracy functions is by these mass consultations um i read a, a pretty interesting paper about these um that talk about uh, the lineamientos uh, which was a very big consultation yeah. that they did that they did up to yeah. uh, during the up to 2007 I think yeah and yeah. Uh, and more recently uh, the new uh, they consulted on the new family code uh, can you give yeah. a brief explanation on how these function uh I know of obviously a lot of details would take yeah. a lot of time but
0: there's been quite a quite a, 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 a lot of these in the in recent times, because they have developed a, a whole program of um, um, transformation. Sounds a bit grand, but yeah, transformation. And they consulted on it with several documents. the Leyamientos, there's a national plan, and there's right. the new constitution. I could talk a bit about the new, co- and then there was the family code, which yeah. you kind of linked really. Uh, um, one of the main reasons for doing these consultations is because, is, is again, it's about maintaining unity, which, which can be interpreted as, you know, everybody has to think the same, but they have got a very um, determined um, a bunch of people in the United States who have a lot of money and a lot of means to disrupt
1: and yeah, unity
0: yeah. is seen as absolutely imperative, you know. Yeah. And so in one that's that's one function it plays. So if there's something new coming in, um, they will um hold thousands and thousands of meetings in every workplace in every neighborhood to discuss the documents concerned and what it means and so on. Right. And um I know during the um as I say, I haven't got the figures in front of me, but I could send them to you. The the number of changes that were made uh, in the constitution, for instance, the, you know, the, they do the things do get changed. And yeah, one of the yeah. big things about the constitution was that it actually started off the original text um, with uh, a, a marriage equality between um, heterosexuals and homosexuals, mm-hmm. and you know, so they have the same rights. And the Church carried out quite a campaign against it, and yeah, yeah. Um, they they pulled back from that, which is why they had a family code later. So obviously, several years later, while they did the groundwork to to explain and to sound out people and all. Sorry, not sound out people, but you know, sound out how people were feeling, explain why why it was important. Uh, educate about um, sexuality and yeah. you know, all that sort of thing right. and then they introduced the family code yeah and uh, which they also consulted on separately but it kind of goes back to the constitution because that was when they the first draft had that in and, and they, they realized that people weren't they were ready for that they hadn't 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 been thought about properly it hadn't been discussed properly it hadn't been so 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 that's that's one of the roles that those consultations play, and they are very very thorough. They I saw the uh, output of the the um, constitution. They wrote they write down every single proposal, absolutely yeah, yeah. thousands of them, and then they group them into bits, and then they, yeah they they go through it with a fine tooth comb. They could tell you every single sort of suggestion that was made. So then it's not a formality. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a seriously huge piece of work that they do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's what I would say about consultations, the, the need for unity, the need to carry people with you, the need for people to understand um, what actually is happening. And that's also important with the national plan because the whole thing about where they're going, the lineamientos, you know, what they're planning to do, how it's going to roll out. What the end game is, and which changes. I mean, they've they've had three lots of them now, but you know, it means that people understand what's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: If you see what I mean.
1: What yeah. The
0: thinking of the leadership is, etc.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, Helen Yaffe. She she uh, <laughs> she sent me her uh, a, um, a talk that she did in Slovenia, and she talked about this a lot. And it's great to hear more details about uh, um, the importance of these consultations and the, the interaction between uh, the, pe- the government who dictates the policy and the people who really care about yes. these and uh, voice their opinions on these. Yeah. And it's, it's really fascinating to me how constant and how thorough the the, the process is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I it's the sort of thing that you just don't see. You don't, you don't hear about that yeah, much at I... all. I found... Um, another thing I should...
0: I wanted just to say it's important as well. The yeah. mass organizations
1: yeah. are able to propose legislation. Right. Propose... Which, legis- is, which is legislation. Right, and... So, for instance, the trade the trade union
0: movement, the trade unions there, mm-hmm. uh, they're able to propose legislation. They can say, you know, um, you know, I don't know what, whatever it might be, you know, minimum wages or working conditions. They're, they're able to actually propose legislation,
1: and these legislations and will be proposed to um, the, the national assembly, right? Okay, and voted on and passed into law. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah. another thing that I I wasn't able to find at all. Yeah. right so that's 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 very good for this question uh, um yeah thanks thanks a lot um now I, I think i can move on to the next one uh we're already almost yep. uh we're already over 30 minutes um for uh for many people in cuba the protests of of july 2021 came as as much of a shock uh, Uh, From what I, from what I gathered, these protests, uh, were extremely unprecedented, uh, considering a historic overwhelming support for the Cuban government and the Cuban revolution. Um, uh, I even heard that, um, the police didn't even have the resources or didn't even know how to deal with these, even if it's just, they were just relatively small for a few hours, um. Have public protests or demonstrations ever had a place in Cuban politics? Uh, why or why not? And I'll in follow 69. up later. Sorry? Since, 19, since 1959, are we talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, protests... Um, protests against the government, really, is what you're saying. Um, yeah. No. Yes, no, they don't. Uh, I know during a special period, there was a, a, a ruckus down on the uh, Malacan when there was some, you know, there was some disorder and what have you. Mm-hmm. And that, that caused a bit of a panic. And what happened then was Fidel Castro got in his car, drove down and spoke to everybody and yeah, everybody yeah, stopped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they haven't got that now. In fact, only a couple of days ago, there was a bit of a, a protest in... Um, Caimanero in um, Guantanamo, um, oh. and I don't. It's difficult to know the truth of what happened, mm-hmm. but um, at the moment it's still being debated and what have you. Um, but no, it it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't play a part. There have been the white ladies. Have you heard of them? Uh,
1: no, I have not. No.
0: Right. There's um, there's a group of women, um, wives and um, relatives of people of people who have been imprisoned for dissident action and so on. Mm-hmm. And over the last at least oh, I don't know, at least ten years, if not longer, they do do like you say about place, they'll go to a park and walk around a park, um, Yeah. and they all wear they all wear whites, that's why they're called the white ladies. And they're all women, so they kind of feel a bit, you know, that they're less likely to cause any Aggravation because they're women, and that's that's been happening for 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 a long time. Um, But Mm -hmm. apart from that, you know, they're small in number. You know, we're not talking hundreds of people here at all. Um, But they they are vocal, and they um, they are part of the scene. You know, that's definitely true. Mm -hmm. Um, But most demonstrations in Cuba are organised May Day rallies and. You know, yeah, that sort of thing um, it, it's, not, it's not a it, it doesn't play a, a part in their body politic really
1: right yeah I know re- recently they moved all of these demonstrations are planned uh, recently they uh, Mrs. Sarmiento she told me that uh, the May Day protests were moved to the 5th of May uh, and they're all done at a very local level because they're not able to all gather around Havana and stuff like that well, they, could, they couldn't even... It's a, they've got a, a real economic crisis at the moment. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have enough petrol to bust people into
0: central Havana from the municipalities of Havana, let alone, you know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and also, there was apparently... There was huge
1: amounts of um, rainfall, you know, storms yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talked about all, the storms, yeah, which so is all why. All together, they decided to delay it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, the follow-up to this question... Uh, um was how can you how can you compare that to what we know in western uh we'll say liberal representative societies where uh, protests and demonstrations are extremely commonplace uh we know recently the coronation of uh from what i know the coronation of king charles might have been uh had a lot of opposition to it um and these are very important and regular channels that everyday people use to participate in politics um, how, how can you compare that to, uh, to Western liberal societies? I know, uh, uh it's a very difficult question,
0: but, um, interestingly, there were, um, very contentious arrests of, uh, for the people that were demonstrating against, um, uh, the monarchy, about yeah. the coronation, um, and that's causing a lot of, um, stir at the moment but i i suppose what i would say is the reason oh, this this is yeah this is what i think the reason why it's part of our um politics mm-hmm. in the uk i can't speak for anywhere else mm-hmm. It's because they actually don't make a lot of difference. Like A million people marched against the war in Iraq, and we still went to war in Iraq.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. You know, um, and every single day, you can go down to the Houses of Parliament in that area. There's always people demonstrating.
0: Uh, every, you know, in in small towns, there's always people demonstrating on Saturdays. It may it it it's um it's benign. In the sense that mm-hmm. it doesn't have any impact on, on yeah. what happens, whereas in Cuba, if there were to be a,
1: a very large number of people protesting, the, yeah, they it would, take would an... be
0: significant.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would have a different meaning altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, um, this is uh, what the way <laughs> the way uh, uh, Mrs. Sarmiento explained it to me was that. In Cuba, they have all these channels through their organizations and through all of these through their system to address these things, and that's why it doesn't really happen. And in here, uh, I mean, I can uh, what you talked about is very much present in Quebec here as well. Uh, There's almost no interaction except for uh, every election. There's barely any interaction between uh, the protests. there's, There's no effect. Whereas, I
0: mean, the municipal delegates. Uh, in Cuba who are nominated as what who are nominated the municipal delegates who in Cuba who are nominated and voted for. They have to live in the area they represent. Everybody knows them. They've been interacted with all the time. Almost right. everybody is in the C D R, almost everybody's in the FMC that you know that's qualified. Almost yeah, all of that so so there's a constant well, UK, we live in a we live in a highly centralised politics, and you know you don't feel that you've got any say. You know, Um, I mean, I'm very active in my community, and the the number of people and bodies and organisations and charities that I have to deal with,
1: uh,
0: you know, there's no coherence. There's no coherence. Whereas there, it's a very very coherent system.
1: Yeah, we, I. I think this, the, 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 the the contrast is very clear here. Um, and I'll, of course, be talking about it more in my podcast. It's one of the main points, actually, I think I found yeah. is that the, the interaction is just a completely different thing. And I want to see what yes. Yes. we might be able to do here and propose maybe some things from my own study to um, maybe promote that interaction we have here. Um, yeah. Now, we've talked a lot about we just talked about the flaws that we have here, and of course, it's all very clear to us, um, but uh, Raul Castro himself stated in, uh, in January of 2012, and I'm sure Miguel Diaz-Canel has also done this, uh, that and Fidel Castro, was uh, this was one of his main things, he always addresses the mistakes and the imperfections. Um, what are some shortcomings and flaws that you know of uh, participatory democracy in Cuba? and political participation what kind of errors might uh, these leaders have been might these leaders talk about
0: yeah i mean at the moment um i mean things are very difficult with cuba at the moment and they they they've been talking about unifying the two currencies ever since they introduced them in the early 90s yeah and they 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 did um do this just just before the pandemic broke, or just after the pandemic broke, and um, they they got it well under control, and they decided to do it because they they prepared for it, and it's it's all gone horribly wrong, really.
1: Right. And at the, uh, uh, when you go to have you been to Cuba recently? No, I haven't been able to go to Cuba. I I, uh, I might I probably if I planned more in advance. Uh, I would have probably been able to plan a trip for this project. The school is very uh, yeah. accommodating in that aspect, but I didn't expect to dive so deep into Cuba uh, for my research. <laughs> it was more of a larger South American asp- uh, South American research, so I never really pinpointed um, yeah. and it's I, I have I have uh, just over a week left to do my podcast and this and I yeah. it just kind of took this direction yeah. naturally.
0: Well, I just yeah, I just wanted to say the reason I asked you is because you know where they had two currencies before, which yeah. was you know tourists wouldn't notice because they yeah. they, don't, they didn't engage with, but now there's there's, there's euros, there's dollars, there's pounds, mm. there's the pesos. It's just so complicated, and it's you know it's um, people are not happy about it, yeah. and people feel um, I think a, a lack of communication is happening mm-hmm. at the moment and people feel that some some people not all people
1: but i know that there's been a big exodus as you know a quarter of a million people have oh yeah left. yeah uh, I,
0: I i actually think um they largely young people and i would imagine that while things are hard there they've left uh, uh, um to get, I don't you know, study study packages abroad, one thing or another, and I think they probably will come back when the worst is over, is my yeah. feeling. But um, I would say uh there's a problem at the moment with communication. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can, I will at some point, um, address that. Um, I mean, also, I think that the the, the government is getting the, the blame for things that are not even their fault. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a new thing as well. You know, the, the blockade, a lot of people feel that blockade gets blamed for everything and it's an excuse for their mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think that needs clearing up. I think that needs clearing up. But if you've been listening about the blockade for 60 years, it, it starts to sound
1: tired, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> it's... It's <Isn't> a difficult <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's really just the, that long and, and drawn out. It's 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 a very oh, and it's and it's got and it's got more and more severe. I mean, oh yeah, so put them on the
0: state sponsor. I mean that is that has been devastating to them. Yeah, you know, completely being yeah. on the states. So yeah but when your daily life is so difficult, you kind of lose sight of that so I, that my that's my own opinion I think better communication is needed mm-hmm. and I would like to i would I would think it would be a good thing if if that that, that, that was admitted and changed but yeah. that's my personal opinion and I'm not Cuban so i I, I don't really feel I can say with any real uh, legitimacy what yeah. they should or shouldn't be doing yeah
1: well if... yeah. When I did talk about when I did talk to uh, the the Cuban sociologist, she she did talk about how how important yeah. it was to Fidel to address in very long drawn-out speeches uh, all the details and all and really communicate with the population and maybe um, yeah. uh, Raúl Castro also did this but maybe a bit less and now uh, Miguel Diaz Canal also tries to and I think uh, obviously we're we're not Cuban again so. Um, yes but yeah but well, he, go,
0: he goes on lots of tours around the he said he certainly goes on lots of tours around the country yeah and this time when the national elections happened for the first time the candidates went on walkabouts and talked to people which they didn't used to do which is quite an interesting change right, yeah so there's obviously some recognition there that you know more needs to be done
1: hmm right that's the that's very good to know. Um, oh. Sorry, I, I got a call from someone else. So I will call them back later. Um, the, uh, you, you, you already talked about this earlier with the white ladies. I thought this was really interesting because, h- hello? Uh-huh. Right, okay. Uh, you talked about the white ladies earlier and you mentioned this question uh, where the use of symbols, important places and monuments Uh. to convey messages, uh, in political participation. Uh, I named a bunch of examples, tearing down statues, burning things. This is, of course, more present here than any uh, in Western, uh, societies in in the UK and Quebec, um, uh, damaging, and in North America as well, damaging symbolically significant buildings or monuments, or just the presence in an important area. Um, it's very common practice that you see here. Um, you mentioned the white ladies. Is this comparable to anything you would see in Cuba uh, when it comes to participating uh, democratically? Or is it again more uh, they use the channels? You mean things
0: like setting fire to things and knock a statues down, that kind of thing?
1: Yes, but also um, maybe just something lighter, like the because uh, we already discussed that uh, opposition doesn't really happen as much in Cuba. Uh, maybe the something like the White Ladies. Is there other examples?
0: Um, I can't actually think of any, to be honest. The reason that they're known is because they've been doing it so consistently for a long time, whereas other things have been. There was an occasion before July 2021, a few weeks before, when people went down to the outside the Ministry of um, Culture, I think it was, and a stage of demonstration. Um, And that was a very unusual thing, but they didn't do any damage. You know, they just they just went there and um you know made their made their um, presence felt. Um, but it's 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 feel the far between, it really is.
1: hmm So uh, you can really say for sure that uh, really the damaging of things uh, doesn't really happen. Uh, I've never like heard of it. Right. Um, but is symbolism still important for uh, the human population, even in these like staged uh, but very carefully planned oh, yeah, demonstrations? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. In terms of um, official demonstrations and so on, symbolism is hugely important. Right. Um, you know, every single school and public square has a is bust of Jose Marti.
1: Mm-hmm, Flags mm-hmm.
0: fly everywhere. Um, you know, it, yes, it's extremely important.
1: Yeah, I, I watched, um, in the context of my research, I watched a lot of s- speeches, and, uh, because it's pretty much all I have access to. Uh, I've, I've watched as many speeches as I could. The symbolism is so important. They're always at a plaza or in an important building, and uh, flags are waving around. There's, uh, some, there's images of José Martí and Fidel, uh, yeah. pretty much everywhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely, and um, and also they they do anniversaries, they do things you know on the same day every year yeah. for a lot yeah. of things, you know, and, and so they're always invoking their history and um, and making the the nation self conscious of being a nation, and that's also yeah. tied to the unity and yeah, yeah, exa-
1: yeah that's what I was going to ask. I, I, this is not part of the question, but do you think uh, this unity uh, through uh, the the symbol and this uh, very important uh, relationship with their history. Do you think this is something that we might be missing uh, in the UK or in North America and, or uh, these Western societies?
0: Well, I suppose in terms of the UK, I mean the demographic of the UK over the last um,
1: fifty years has changed dramatically. So, yeah. We have you know,
0: lots of people with different sorts of backgrounds from different countries, children of immigrants, um, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing, with their own cultures. And so it's quite interesting because the coronation, of course, the last coronation was in 1953, yeah. when that wasn't the case. And so th- there's been a large amount of disinterest in the coronation, particularly from younger people, um, mm-hmm. because... It's, it's not possible to invoke that sense of you know we're all, all the same we're all together we've all got the same it's not it's not it doesn't it doesn't feel like that anymore so I'm not saying that's a good thing particularly yeah. a bad thing or I'm not saying, I'm just saying I'm, I'm just saying that um, uh, but in Cuba of course you you've got the opposite you've got you've got people actually leaving you haven't got you know um, there's, there's, the only thing that can threaten their unity and I think Fidel said this was themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, their whole history is very tied to what they're doing. Um
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the the uh the 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 part that you talk the the, the demographic is also very present here. Uh, uh obviously yeah. there's, there's a very strong immigrant population. I am uh, personally come from an immigrant family, so um Yeah. I think this is also something I'm going to have to uh, talk about, and I already plan to talk about this, is that demographic differences are so important. Yeah. It also goes with yeah. the, the history. Yeah, they do make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it is something I will somewhat be able to reconcile um, when I have to uh, give my results or conclude. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I think we can go to the uh, the last question i had yeah um we both uh we both live in what we would call liberal represent i've ever repeated myself a bunch of times where we elect somebody every few years to represent us and then they you know uh, dictate policy on behalf of us And uh, they do
0: whatever they like
1: yeah it, exactly in, in theory they're <laughs> supposed to uh but uh, <laughs> yeah we know they they do whatever they like. Uh, it's the same in Quebec and, the, and in the UK. Um, uh, if we were to learn from Cuban democracy and its constant new developments, uh, what would you like to see uh, that you know of in Cuban politics implemented here? What can we uh, do better? This is pretty much the larger subject of my... Of yeah.
0: Well, I think... Um well, I would say this, I suppose, but I think that um, in the UK, it's an ex- extremely centralised, extremely centralised politics. And I think the one thing one well, the thing that I would like to see learned from Cuba is what happens when you give um, localities more powers. I don't necessarily mean read you know, like independence for Quebec or independence for Scotland.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, on a on a really lower level, so people have
0: more say in what happens around them and more influence over things. And in the UK, the budgets of local government, uh, local governments have got statutory duties. There are certain things they have to do by law. And they're mm-hmm. given a certain amount of money from the government, and they collect taxes. And right. when you look at that pie, almost all of it is already spoken for by what they're obliged to do. They're, 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 that's the very basics that they have to do. They have no room for, um, uh, you know, things that that matter locally or address. and they haven't got any powers they haven't got enough powers the mayor of london has very few powers so i would like to see um i would like to see local government have um
1: be reinstated have more powers just as the cubans are doing there that's what i'd like to see happen. yeah yeah Yeah, i'm i'm exactly of the same opinion i think uh one of one of my one of my very good friends he's also doing this project at the same time as me uh he's studying uh uh, the, the municipal politics in Switzerland, which is very, oh, mm. yeah, which is very... Because uh, they have cantons, don't they? And yes. They have loads of referenda, I think. Exa- yeah, yeah they're, they're, their municipal politics is extremely dense and he's studying that. And I think it's very interesting for him to, in a, in a Western, you know, European country, to see how it can compare to here. Um, and I, yeah. I, I'm very excited to see both of our results and how they compare um i'm i'm running out of battery on my phone and also of of time i I, I, yeah i have to go to work soon but i'm glad we got through all of the questions in time yeah and i'll
0: send you i'll send you a PhD.